Who is the most difficult person in your life right now? The person that if they just relax, if they'd hear you out, if they'd understand where you're coming from, they'd just settle down. You'd be able to work together and maybe not be at odds all the time. Listen to this, or at least send this episode to them, because we're going to talk about the five tactics that you can use to deal with the most difficult people in your life. This is The Next Simple Step. I'm Paul Goldsmith. And I am uniquely qualified to talk about this subject because I am a difficult person, or at least I can be. Just ask my kids or my wife or business partners. Now, I am learning, hopefully, to disagree more often without being disagreeable. It can be done. But if you can't think of a difficult person, maybe you're the one. From somebody else's perspective, you are difficult. I think we can all get better at helping to de-escalate, reduce the tension in the room, and work together. So here are five tactics for dealing with people whom you don't see eye to eye. Number five, walk away if you can. What would it look like for you to not have to deal with this person? If you've tried everything and walking away isn't going to totally blow up your life, consider going your separate ways. It's totally okay. You weren't meant to be in relationship with everybody on the planet. And if this difficult person is your boss, I'll say, you may not be able to walk away today. uh, So you'd have to create a plan first. Uh, But if you don't have to be in relationship with this person, why would you continue if it's just not working? You're not required to continue every relationship for the rest of your life. Some people are there for seasons, and some people just see the world so differently. Or maybe you've changed, and you used to see eye to eye, and and now you don't. That's okay. Maybe there's a great reason you worked with them for a time, but the season may be done and is no longer useful. The higher level you get, the more income that your company brings in, the more diversified you are, you're not beholden to every client that wants to work with you. You can and should turn away business that isn't a good fit for you, or maybe they don't treat you or your team with respect. Who's got time for that? There are plenty of other people that might be a better fit for them, and The time you spend on those clients, you're not spending with the clients that are a great fit for you. So highly recommend turning away business or letting clients go that just don't want to work with you or you don't want to work with them. It's okay. It doesn't make somebody else a bad person. It just means you're not a good fit for where you're at. If you can walk away from the people standing in the way of you moving forward, and doing your best work. Do it. If that's not an option right now where you're at, let's go to tactic number four for dealing with the difficult people in your life. Communicate early and often. There's wisdom in the old adage, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Now, enemy may be too strong of a word, so let me change that to adversary. Keep your friends close and your adversaries even closer And I know this doesn't feel good, but it really is super helpful 
Because when you aren't on the same page as somebody else, you have to go out of your way to communicate what page you're on and ask them what page they're on with regular frequency, more so than you're probably doing right now. If you have anxiety when somebody walks in the room, avoiding them will only build the pressure. We're humans. We, we fill in the blanks and stories get told. The distance then only gets greater between their perspective and your perspective. And if you avoid them, you're not getting clarity. No one likes to be ghosted. So you have to tell people what you're going to do and keep your word. Now, it feels super uncomfortable if you know there's going to be resistance, but there's going to be resistance either way. You want to just be clear up front, do what you want to do. Just be clear that you're going to do it. No surprises. That's kind of the worst thing in the world for easing tensions. People do not like to be surprised. And if they do something you don't like, ask them if they're open to your feedback. If it pertains to what you do, then share your perspective. And I've learned, you know, not making it about the person that you're a bad person or I don't like you but rather make it about the issue. Hey, when you said this, this is how it made me feel. Or when you did this, I didn't quite understand. So can you fill me in on your reasons for doing this? And it just brings clarity and clarity is kind. So remember, communicate early and often, especially keep those adversaries close and informed. So at least we're all dealing with, with the reality of whatever the situation is. And that brings us to tactic number three, disagree and commit. Really intelligent, successful people are not always going to agree because they have their own unique perspectives and experiences and expertise. And so if you avoid all disagreements, then some people in your organization are redundant. Why on earth do you want everybody just validating your ideas? How are you going to learn from the experience of others? And so this idea of disagree and commit really comes down to when you're working with other people, give them permission to give you direct feedback and tell you what they think, and then be really clear about who gets to make the final decision. And that might be based on an org chart about what area of responsibility that falls to, but that's back to providing clarity in your relationships. Everyone's unique. No one should agree with you all the time. That's not a relationship. That's a dictatorship. (laughs) If they're always just agreeing with what you say. I worked for a company once where it just felt like the senior leadership would not disagree with the leader and would laugh at the bad jokes and kind of endorse everything. And just reading the room, I just felt like, man, this probably isn't the healthiest thing because how is that senior leader going to know their blind spots if nobody is kind enough to point it out to them? That's the thing about blind spots is by definition, you can't see it. And so I think if we really want to get better at our crafts, at our lives, at doing our very best, we have to be open to feedback and we have to be open to giving others feedback and do it in a respectful way that talks about the idea and not the person. You know, you criticize in private and praise in public, all of those things. But at the end of the day, you can't avoid 
disagreements. We should want to have those up front and not delay them. So if you've decided that you're not going to walk away, you're communicating early and often your uh, opinion. And then once you've aired your disagreements and a decision is made, everyone commits. You commit to moving forward to ensure that you do your very best moving forward, that you publicly support one another's ideas after you had a robust disagreement in private. That idea of disagree and commit. Don't forget the commit part. Okay, that brings us to number two and the tactic of documenting everything. I'm not a lawyer. (laughs) That's why I think lawyers get paid the big bucks. They make no assumptions ever. They write everything down because that's the only thing that stands up to scrutiny because our memories change. We fill in the gaps. And so we have selective hearing and even more selective memories. The only way we can really clarify our communications and forge a way forward is if after every meeting or every conversation where you've made decisions or you've talked about directions forward, then you recap what you agreed to do and what they agreed to do and the decisions that were agreed upon. Don't leave anything up for chance. I've gotten bitten by this one so often when I just assume everybody heard what we decided on. You can't assume anything. I can't stress this enough because that's really where people's interpretation of conversations go every direction. And so this leaves nothing up to interpretation. You, you send a nice email after a meeting, a conversation, recapping what was decided. This is a game changer for any adversarial relationship or just somebody that you're having trouble communicating with. This clears it up. And isn't that what we all want? Clarity in our relationships. So that brings me to the number one tactic for dealing with the most challenging people in your life. And that tactic is don't take anything personally. This is the hardest one, in my opinion. Uh, You're human and you have emotions and I do too. And I get my feelings hurt. But I have to realize that everybody is thinking from their perspective and everybody else is just a mirror to them. And so when somebody is negative or critical, that really speaks more about them than the thing that they are critiquing. If the feedback is honest and true and heartfelt, think about, you know, if your mom or your spouse gives you some feedback, if you have a loving relationship, you appreciate where they're coming from. They actually care about you. I do find it useful to not take advice from people that I don't want to be like or learn from because that advice might not be applicable to you. Um, but nonetheless, if you're going to do anything great in the world, in your company, you're going to take some hits, you're going to take some criticisms. And so you really have to remind yourself that what other people do and say is because of them, not you. I do believe this is the most important tactic you can apply to managing those most difficult relationships, because if you're not offended by anything they say or do, and you're just confident in your own abilities and actions, and you communicate clearly, 
agree to disagree, you disagree, but then commit to the way forward, documenting everything, then you're just going to have so much freedom, not have to worry about what other people think. Just do what you know you have to do, what you're called to do, and not be responsible for anyone else. I hope this helps you with your business, with your relationships. And if you'd like to reach out, I'm Paul J. Goldsmith on Instagram and X. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time on the next Simple Step Podcast.